Hey guys, welcome to the Cobra Command Collective. This is Coach Jill, and I am here today with Coach Tiff. Whoop, whoop. And our special guest, Coach Meredith. Woo! And today, guys, we are going to be talking about nutrition, uh, both kind of what some trendy diets are currently in the sphere of wellness and fitness, but then also kind of what we do here at C3 that makes our nutrition coaching a little bit different. Uh, so let's just jump right on in, guys. What do you think? I, yeah, let's go for it. Let's get yeah, it. sounds good to me. All right. So I think we're going to start off with some trendy diets. So what do you guys uh, think are some of the things or what are some of the things that we hear from clients that they are doing outside of the gym for dieting? Oh, I feel like the world is all about keto right now. Absolutely. Keto, um, intermittent fasting is the buzzword mm -hmm. right now a lot. Um, and then there's your ones that have been around for a while, um, paleo, whole 30, and then vegan diets have really kind of, um, made a surge recently with, the um, oh, there was an article that was put out not too long ago about athletes and yeah. Um, so th that, those are kind of the ones that I think of. Yeah. I know yeah. a lot of people do meatless Monday or whatever, like yep. try to ha do a vegan day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we can't we can't leave out the the old CrossFit Journal Zone diet either. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. true. Yep, of course, an oldie. Yeah. Um, something mm. else that we see, uh, and that I've I've seen recently because because uh, we had we have a nutrition shop that opened up in town is your meal replacement shakes and tea, and then of course oh, yeah. we all love the body wraps. Oh yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Uh so kind of the whole gamut of things. Uh, Meredith, what are your thoughts on that? Um, so my thoughts just in general on fad diets um are that as a society, I believe we have we diet our way to obesity. So what that means is that if you are wanting to lose weight and you think you see this diet, I'm going to use keto as an example. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do keto. Great. Fantastic. So you go on keto, you lose 20 pounds and then you can't sustain that. So you go off of it, you gain back 25, 30, and then you're like, oh gosh, I got to lose more weight. So you find something else to do and you lose that weight or you lose some weight, but not as much as you lost before. But then again, you can't sustain it. So you gain back more weight. And then that just keeps going the cycle for years. And we keep gaining more and more weight and we diet our way to obesity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it makes total sense. And I feel like, especially <clears throat> us being in the, the fitness realm, we've seen that happen to clients or even like before I was in the CrossFit world, mm -hmm. I know for sure I've w witnessed people doing that. Even members of my family doing it. Heck yeah. Yeah. The yo-yo diet is real. <clears throat> um, yeah. Actually, and one of those things, go ahead. I'm sorry, Joe. It's okay, Meredith. Uh, actually, um, one of our members who's been truly successful with weight loss on a diet, uh, on the keto diet, uh, Mr. Andrew Platt, he's lost like 170 something pounds. Um, but prior to this, uh, 
since he's lost that weight, he struggled with some yo-yo dieting in the past. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's until you find really what works for you and what fits you and your personality, it's hard uh, to know what's going to work and what's going to take and what's going to hold. Right. Right. Well, and I think a lot of those trendy diets, they hit so hard and so fast. Um, They're so restrictive people lose their weight quick, which then everyone's going gaga on like social media over all these huge weight loss um, happenings that happen in such a short period. And the reason they get that big buzz is because they do cut so hard. Like, and they're just like, just like a Meredith said, there's no way that they're sustainable. Yeah. They're so, but they're very, they're sexy to sell though, man. Oh Oh, yeah. And we didn't even, we didn't even add in there just the main, just, a basic um, calorie cut, you know, almost, you know, that 1200 calorie, I'm going to eat 1200 calories and work out for three hours a day and I'm going to lose weight. Well, yeah, of course you will for a little while. Yeah. But you know, you're starving yourself and the same thing will happen. Well, and there's no, there's no way that you're actually getting the, the micronutrients that you need if you're eating that little, like there's no way you're getting all the vitamins and minerals that you need in your day. Oh, but you can take supplements for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, you can. That is true. Sorry. No, I mean, but we don't, we, we see that too. Don't we like, we see that, oh, here, get everything that you need from this pill or from that pill or from this supplement or this supplement, which don't get me wrong. I believe that there are some things that we can take that will help with those for sure. But food should be our first medicine, you know? Um, Well, I always, go back to Hippocrates' statement, you know, let um, food be thy medicine and uh, medicine be thy food. Yeah. You know, um, because I think that we can get those, um, most of what we get are micro and micro, it should be from food. Well, absolutely. that's we eat. what our bodies are built to do. Like, Correct. for since the beginning of man, we've been getting everything we need from the earth, like plant or animal like mm-hmm. and we've just gotten so far off base with not eating real food and eating such processed things that that's when I feel like supplements came about and now all of a sudden it's looked at as a shortcut like here instead of making yourself a salad and paying attention to the food you put in your like into your body here take this pill like yeah take yep. this vitamin yeah mm-hmm. but yeah. but it's hard <clears throat> And like I said, don't get me wrong. I think that there are some supplements and stuff. And I know you guys that are worth doing. And I know you guys talked about that in the last podcast, but um, you know, there are some, some things that you just can't get everything that you need. Well, and even with the last podcast, what what we went into is not even um, the whole realm of supplements, right? We just went into the the fitness based supplements, just Um, surface scratch of what's out there. Yeah. Like I, and I mean, sometimes without testing or without, uh, a doctor intervening to some degree, you're not going to even know what supplementation you need. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. but if you're eating a variety of things and getting all the colors of the rainbow and meeting your macronutrients appropriately right. from well-sourced places, we should be right. much closer to what we need for our micronutrients. Well, I feel like that kind of leads us into um, kind of going through some of the pros and cons of those fad diets, because 
that there's not like a right or wrong way to probably manage your nutrition. We have our way that we do it at Cobra and we think it's awesome and we see great results, but let's go through mm-hmm. some of these. Okay. Um, and you talking about all the colors of the rainbow, uh, kind of reminded me of paleo because I feel like, um, paleo is great because you are eating like it grew from the ground or it walked on land and, or it had a face, whatever you want to say, (laughs) plants and animals, you're eating it. Uh, which, so on paper, it seems like it would be really healthy and you'd get all your micronutrients. But, um, I feel like the con of that is people don't eat enough or they think they're eating all the colors of the rainbow, but really they ate a lot of meat and maybe a sweet potato. (laughs) And right. And I would, I would agree with that. Paleo in and of itself is not a bad diet. Um, It's really great for somebody who wants to know exactly what they can eat and what not to eat. For Mm -hmm. someone who, okay, tell me I can eat this, but I can't eat that. Mm -hmm. Paleo works really well for them. But the biggest thing is you've got to make sure that one, you're eating enough. And two, that, um, and when I say enough, I mean, not just enough calories, but you've got to make sure your macro ratio is you're getting not just people tend on paleo. I feel like they get a lot of, um, protein maybe, and not as much carbohydrates as they need. Yeah. Um, it almost ends up sometimes for people being a low carb diet on paleo. Yep. Um, so like I said, paleo in and of itself is great for people who really want, um, to know what they can eat and what they can't eat. But again, I would just really encourage you to know that you're getting enough of each of your macronutrients, which Mm -hmm. for most people, I I think most people know what macronutrients are, but just as a a recap, in case you don't, when people talk about macros, they're talking about protein, fat, and carbs. Those are the three macronutrients that our body needs to survive. And we need all three. And that's the thing I really want to hit home is that um, we need all three. And so when you go into diets like keto, for example, that that bridges us right to another fad (laughs) diet to talk about. Yeah. So keto, people see a lot of great results on that right away. But the problem that um, we see most of the time with keto is that it's not sustainable. And it's not something that you can keep up long term because your body needs carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are energy. That's all they are. Good, right. bad, or ugly, carbohydrates are energy. Right. Um, I just so have a little, Tiffany, yeah. Yeah, little story about the keto <clears throat> diet. We have a niece who has epilepsy and um, she has works with the top doctors in the world um, in New York. And they put her on the keto diet for a few years to help manage her epilepsy. But the doctor straight up told um, our the family, like, you guys cannot eat this way. Like, we know you want to include Shay in normal family meal times, but you're going to have to make her her own food because if you guys eat such strict keto for as many years as she's going to have to, you just can't sustain that. It's not healthy for you. They're basically, they were starving her brain of carbs to try to slow the epileptic episodes. So if you're in keto for a really long time, the same thing is they can happen to your brain. Like you're going to start slowing <laughs> slowing down brain activity. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So it's, it's funny, <clears throat> Tiffany, because, um, when keto <clears throat> diet first entered the sphere of, uh, popularity, um, mm-hmm. I was like, my spidey senses stood up a little bit because, um, in the army, if you go, uh, which, you know, this is my relevant experience with it. If yeah. you go to any hardcore schools, so I'm talking ranger school, SF, um, 
assessment, sapper school, something like that, um, they will actually test you for ketosis because being in ketosis is dangerous. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's dangerous for, um, obviously kidney function and all of that, right. but also just for basic, um, muscle retention, uh, and, and brain, cognitive and yeah. cognitive, exactly. And brain function. <laughs> so, um, how, how they talk about it in the army is if you think about tissue in your body and what's the easiest for your body to break down for fuel, it will start with the softest tissues, which are your organ tissues and your brain tissues. Mm -hmm. That's what it will start with to create fuel. So if you're starving your body of fuel, <laughs> just, which is just think of that. Think about that. That's what keto is. Mm -hmm. um, it's starving uh, glycogen <clears throat> stores. Then your body's next yeah. step is to use itself to fuel itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would venture to so say that most people on the keto diet aren't getting it's not sustainable to that state. They, yeah. yeah. Because they start to feel Correct. yucky mm -hmm. or they lost mm -hmm. the amount of weight they wanted to lose, but they get that because they're star starving all those glycogen stores, they're dropping weight quick and it's rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and I have, so there's a couple other things. When people take carbohydrates out of their diet, they honestly don't sleep well. No. Um, I've talked to so many people that they're like, you know, my sleep's horrible. I have a hard time going to sleep. I had somebody actually say to me, well, I can't eat carbs before bed because they keep me awake. And I was like, what? Like it really. And so, but once I realized what he was eating so few carbohydrates and working out so hard that he was frying his central nervous system basically. And he just, it wasn't enough for him. And he thought it was the carbohydrates. Once I got him eating more carbohydrates, all of a sudden his sleep improved. Everything got better, you know, because he had the energy that his body needed yeah well um, I mean, our bodies are such beautiful creations that we want like our bodies they want to sleep at night like if you work hard mm -hmm. and you fuel properly your body is craving that rest so if you're not sleeping well i feel like if you go back to those basics just like you said of get, getting it enough fuel and working it out a little bit you're gonna find a lot of things alleviate themselves yeah a and actually go ahead, go ahead meredith Oh, no, I was just going to go on to another one because I think it goes into something I, else. But that's what I was going to do. I was going to say, well, that's a great lead into um, Whole30 and intermittent, intermittent fasting. And that's exactly where I was going to go. Yeah. Right <laughs> um, so the Whole30 diet is also another um, one. And again, I really feel like the Whole30 diet was designed for people with food sensitivities. Mm -hmm. If you're having a lot of like, bloating or digestive issues or things like that, um, it is a great way to figure out what your body's sensitive to because it cuts everything out basically. And then after the 30 days, and that's where people go wrong. They think whole 30 is how they're supposed to eat for the rest of their life, but that's not how it's designed. Right. It's a 30 day elimination diet. And then you're supposed to add food back, different foods back in to see what your body is sensitive to. Um, this is a bit of a and, rabbit hole, but have you, either of you done something like that? Yes, I have. What did you find you were sensitive to, if anything? Go ahead, Gito. Um, I have a mild dairy sensitivity mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, that I know of. And it actually, as I've gotten older, I feel like it has gotten worse, um, which actually makes sense if you understand how enzymes in your body work and all that. Right. Um, and then I also have a nightshade 
sensitivity. So uh, plants like tomatoes, eggplants, um, some other nightshade style plants um, have a digestive impact on me, for lack of a better term. Um, Mine is dairy also. And I struggle with this one because, and it's not really cheese and milk, because I can do without cheese and milk, but it's yogurt. I Uh love yogurt. And typically yogurt is okay because of the probiotics and stuff in it. But I will go get on a kick and I want yogurt with my granola or something in the morning and I can do it for a couple of days and then and then I'm trash. It just, it's, it's not good. And so that was the biggest thing that I found was dairy. And I, you know, I tried, um, I think gluten, not, I don't think I have a gluten sensitivity and I'm really even hesitant to say that because I know people who are true celiac who almost died from celiac. Um, so I hesitate to even say that, but I actually think mine is more a yeast issue. So yeast and stuff in bread, um, more than the gluten itself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. My mother actually can't have yeast at all anymore. And um, I kind of feel like that's, so I have a sensitivity to that yeah. as well. Yeah. It's just kind of, it's, so. I'm always curious to see, because it's so different for everybody, what they're mm-hmm. sensitive to. Yeah. But the whole 30 diet, going back to that, is just, I mean, it's really good because it's just whole foods, nothing processed. And honestly, in any diet, the more whole, unprocessed foods, real foods that you eat, you're going to have better results and you're going to feel better, Whether no matter what the diet is. Um, if I give you a macro diet, if you can fill your macros with more you know, whole, unprocessed, real foods, you're going to see so much better results and you're going to feel better. That's just the way it is. Right. So right. that's what I like Whole30 for. But again, the, the, the trip with whole 30 or the hang up is but it's just 30 days guys I mean it's not supposed to be forever um and then Jill brought up intermittent fasting so intermittent fasting again is all the buzz right now and I personally love intermittent fasting um but and for those that don't know what intermittent fasting is or don't it's where you restrict your food to a certain amount of time so maybe you have 10 hours in the day or eight hours in the day but that's the only time that you eat. So maybe you start eating at 10 and you stop eating at six or you stop eating at eight o'clock at night. Um, And then your body is in a fasting phase for the rest of the time through the night and into the, until you start eating again. Um, But the problem, the only problem I see with intermittent fasting, and I struggle with this sometimes myself is getting the amount of food that you need in that window. Um, because you can't starve yourself. You've got to make sure you're getting enough, enough food. And that's where intermittent fasting people kind of go wrong. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. They eat just once, they once or twice and that's it. Right. And that's not enough food. Right. So yeah, I haven't had a lot of, I also, I really enjoy intermittent fasting, but I haven't had a lot of weight loss success with it, but more, I just feel better when I eat in that way. <clears throat> yeah. But um, but that kind so of, I know, oh, go ahead. I know some people who I would say think they're doing intermittent fasting. Um, but really it's just disguising lifestyle choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know people who work in like high stress <clears throat> jobs who don't eat all day and then they say it's intermittent fasting, but then they binge eat when they do eat mm-hmm. not, 
not um maybe not the bad choices but they just eat a ton but i bet you even if we looked at it if we broke it down macro wise it's still probably not enough um but then like it's their excuse to be able to eat whatever because they haven't eaten all day and they're only going to eat one meal that day so yeah um so i feel like that there's destructive patterns Mm -hmm. that can be formed with it as well absolutely absolutely and people think that they can eat whatever they want in that window Mm -hmm. So I'm yeah. sorry, if you're going to intermittent fast and your window's eight hours and all you eat is coffee and donuts and fast food and pizza, I mean, that's not, that's counterproductive. Guys. Right. <laughs> so I, we'll get into this later, but we've listed a couple diets that are okay if you're able to eat the right amounts and, and these different things. But really uh, what they're good about, like, so intermittent fasting is good because it's going to curb midnight snacking or like Mm -hmm. binge eating cookies after dinner or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. whole 30 and paleo are good because, and even vegan and vegetarian because of, um, because of what you're eating. But the, the main thread through all this is make sure you're eating enough and make sure you're eating good quality food. Right. Exactly. And I think that kind of leads us into the Mm -hmm. other, um, kind of fad or trendy diet that we tapped on in that zone. Um, that, is the one diet on here that it only limits how much you eat. It doesn't necessarily limit or restrict what um, type of food you eat, similar to intermittent fasting, Um, but it can be confusing. So if you don't know zone, it's um, everyone who goes to their CrossFit level one, that's the meal plan that they talk about. That's the meal plan, at least back when I did my level one, that's what you were tested on. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's basically every meal, every snack you have, you're going to have a balanced ratio of protein, fat, and carb. Um, we call them blocks, but just breaking down those blocks and everything you eat into blocks and making sure you're getting enough blocks is kind of daunting at first, for sure. Yeah. So the, the magic zone is 40% of your intake daily comes from carbs, 30 from protein, 30 from fat. And then they break the blocks down based on the calorie content of the carb, of the gram of fat, of the protein. Um, And then that is then applied to your body weight Mm -hmm. (laughs) to determine how many blocks you get in a day. Um, And then even better yet, they put that across your meals so that it's consistent across all your meals in a day. You'll eat the same number of blocks three times a day. Yep. Uh, So... Very good if you're somebody who needs structure. Yes, absolutely. Like if you start, if you to struggle, have freedom, or you get to have a cheat day, and then you start going off the rails. I feel like the zone kind of forces you to stay. Everything's planned and everything's good, and it helps you keep the amount consistent throughout the day. For right. people who really struggle with that, um, you know, if you're someone who is going to save all your carbs for dinner and then you eat. Well, let's just, I mean, Whatever. we just talked about Vince had 200 grams of carbs. It was like eight o'clock at night and he had 200 grams of carbs left. <laughs> yeah. He's going to appreciate me telling you that oh. too. Um, but yeah, then... He'll be all right. He'll be all yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So he had, he had had a rough day or whatever and ended up with all of his carbs at night. And that's hard. He didn't get them all in. I'm not going to lie because 200 carbs at eight o'clock at night is mm-hmm. without completely just eating crap which is 
the opposite of what we wanted him right. to do. So right. he ate some fruit and stuff and got closer than we thought he yeah. would. Yeah, and I've seen people, I had a friend that she kind of, she might have been benefited by the zone because she would do the opposite. She would snack with her kids and eat goldfish and gummy bears and she'd get to two o'clock in the afternoon and be like, I only, she's like, I can only eat protein the rest of the day. Like <laughs> I've already used up all my carbs. <laughs> So but those that are would... good examples of people who, who would benefit from the discipline and the structure of the sure. zone. Like, cause then they can just know like exactly what they can eat that will meet it. And they will keep them on track to finish without having to either completely eliminate something or completely binge on something at the end of right. the day. And for me, that actually rolls into um, a habit and some habit things that we can oh, yeah. do. One of those things would be just planning your days. So I always recommend people track their food and we track um, my fitness pal is the best tracker because it's been around forever. It has the biggest data space, um, database on food. Um, if you buy the premium version of it, you can actually set your goals for every day and it's really cool. But if you will go in, um, and this is what I recommend for all my clients um, as a habit to start at the beginning of the day or the night before, go in and plan your food, plan your day, plan your take. Honestly, if you're, it doesn't take long, five minutes, maybe it's just one of these five minute habits that you can do and you go in and you plan your food. Okay. I'm going to have eggs, egg whites and toast for breakfast. I'm going to have a pre-workout um, banana and peanut butter. I'm going to have a post-workout protein shake. I'm going to have chicken and rice for lunch. You know, if you go out, then you can look at your day and be like, oh, okay, that's very well spaced out. And I didn't end up at the mm-hmm. end of the day with 200 grams of carbohydrates that I need. Right. But just taking that five minutes, taking the time, it, it's two things. It's making time and then just a five minute habit to form of planning out your day we'll keep that from happening no matter what your diet you're following. Yeah. Well, and I really, when we were kind of chit-chatting earlier, we had touched on um, planning versus prepping. And yeah, um, I think people use them like interchangeably, interchangeably, but uh, I really liked how you, like that you brought up that there's a distinction that planning your food is different than um, like if you're prepping. Gonna, yeah, prepping it and, cooking once or twice a week and having all of your meals just ready to rock. Cause I'm not going to lie girls. That is not going to work for me. <laughs> I have never yeah. been a meal prepper. I've never been the girl on Sunday to spend four hours cooking. And I know there are people that do. And I seriously, there are times I wish I could be like you and I salute you <laughs> for that, but that's just not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I'm the same way. Like actually I just, so for me, if, if I'm already on a diet, like the control of being able to, well, we're going to get into like personalities and how things fit, but like, I like being able to choose and then knowing exactly what I can eat and how much of what live in the day based on how I feel. Yeah. Like I, whereas a meal prep, like you got everything laid out and here is your container for your meal today. If you need that discipline, that's yeah. awesome. But different personalities de- need yeah. different so things. So I am a person, I need the discipline because if I'm left to the choice, uh, I will go off. It's going to be takeout. <laughs> Girls, I'm not even lying. We had carrot cake for dinner last night because I didn't want to cook and the boys were so dirty and they had to take a long bath. And uh, I was like, the only thing that's ready to eat in our house is carrot cake. 
So I am a meal prepper. Like I need to prep. Otherwise, bad things happen. <laughs> yeah. And, for dinner. Have, we would call that a we would call that a silly supper <laughs> in my household. I mean, the boys were so happy. <laughs> of course they were. But yeah. But that's but again, so you've got some people's personalities, they need that structure, they need that where for me, I just can't do it. So I plan, I plan my day, I plan my meals. Um, and I don't, like I said, some days I wish I could be that, that prepper or whatever, even a planner for like a week. If I could plan a week out, yeah. that'd be great, but I don't do yeah. that either. So, you know, it's a different personality and that kind of goes your personalities and diets or can, your personality and habits and your, honestly, your environment, I'm not going to lie. Your environment oh, yeah. is really, um, some diets will be, or some, I hate even saying the diet word, but um, some ways of eating will be better and more sustainable for you, depending on your personality, your habit, and your environment. A busy mother of two kids may not be able to do a Whole30 diet or a vegan diet because it's too hard with their kids mm-hmm. to, um, to 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 plan that out and make that work and make two different meals or, yeah, if you're, or whatever. If you have- picky people in your household or even people who have um, dietary restrictions in your household. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see how, uh, especially right now when people are cooped up and they keep going to the fridge for easy snacks that um, doing something like a paleo or whole 30 would make it easier to succeed now because you don't have the other options. It's black and white. Like, yes, I can eat these carrot sticks. No, I can't eat the carrot cake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Yep. So, looking so you at- have to kind of tap into mm-hmm. what your personality is and what you think. Are you someone who needs a lot more um, discipline and restrict, not restriction. I hate that word too, but a lot more um, guidance or here, just tell me what Accountability. to eat and I'll eat it. Accountability. Mm-hmm. Tell me what to eat and I'll eat it. Or are you someone who needs freedom with guidelines mm-hmm. um, on how much to eat? So you kind of have to decide what your personality mm-hmm. is, you know? Yeah. Well, Meredith, I think that this is a tremendous lead-in to the difference yeah. between a diet plan and nutrition coaching. Yeah, yeah, um, and I, I actually think it's a good, um, yeah. So, and then I'll go into one more that I think we need to discuss too. But so, anybody can have a diet plan. You know, you can go to Whole Thirty, you can go to keto, you can go to intermittent fasting, paleo, vegan, whatever you want. You can look it up online. All of these have websites. Um, Pinterest is you know, all over with all of these recipes and, you know, all of these things that you can do. So if you want to pick a plan, pick a plan and see what you can do and find it. But the difference between a diet plan and nutrition coaching is, um, if you have a nutrition coach and, um, personally, let me go this way. If I were your nutrition coach and what we do at C3 is that I'm going to, um, help you decide what works best for you. Um, I typically do a macro plan. So I will give you the amount of protein, fat, and carbs that you need in a day. And depending on your personality, um, we decide how you're going to fill that. Um, it may be, you may just have the freedom to do whatever you want and you'll be like, okay, oh yeah, I can, I can do this. I've got it. Um, but then I may say for some people, I would be like, you know, we really need to have you on a a paleo diet, or maybe you're, you know, want to try vegan or, whatever it is, um, we kind of determine what works best for you, but then 
I'm coaching you through that every day. I, we're talking, we've got contact every day. You're sending me your food and your weight and, you know, your struggles, because we talk about not just food. I mean, we talk about other things. We talk about sleep. We talk about, um, how you're, you know, how you're feeling, um, how your body feels. Are you, are you bloated? Are you having digestive issues? Are you regular? Yeah. You know, all of these things that people don't, don't think about. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm asking you about your workouts. I'm asking you about your energy levels. I'm asking about your, your cravings and are you hungry? Are you too full? Are you, um, so it's a daily conversation about what's going on. So we see if the plan that you're on works for you or not because nobody's the same so there's no cookie cutter plan right. that I can give you and be like all right here do this this is going to work um so to jump ahead. in right here Meredith because that's right nobody's plan is cookie cutter there's some very scientific things you use to determine what macros each person uses um and we start with the BMR so what is BMR and how do you use it and that was the other thing I wanted to touch on. So we're just flowing perfectly, girl. <laughs> um, so BMR, for those who don't know, is your basal metabolic rate. This is the amount of calories your body needs to survive if you're lying in bed in a coma. And that's what people don't understand. And when I pull out your BMR and tell you that you need fifteen to 1,600 calories, that's – I'm just – for women, honestly, it's probably it's between 1,450 and 1,650 is a good average. Now, there are some that are going to be higher than that. I've got a couple that are lower than that, but really, that's a good range, um, just as an example. Um, when I pull out uh, your BMR is 1,500 calories and you're only eating 12, um, that's a problem. So what happens – first of all, I'm going to say 90 – 90% I would, I, it could, it's possibly higher than that. 90% of the clients that I work with are under yeah. eating. Um, and they don't even realize they're under eating or they're intentionally under eating because they've been told 1200 calories is the way that they should go. Um, first of all, if you are eating under your basal metabolic rate, your body is starving. Um, so if we use that 1500 calories, I'm just gonna use that as an example. If you're eating 1200 calories, your metabolism has to slow down just to survive, but we don't know where it slows down to. Um, and so it's just slowing down to survive and, um, constant dieting and constant under eating wrecks your metabolism and it's not working properly. And so anything you eat, your body is going to start store, um, as as fat because it doesn't know when it's going to get the, um, the energy and the fuel that it needs. So straight up scientific, there is only one way to lose weight guys there. It, you have to burn more than you take in. Mm -hmm. That is just basic science. Okay. But what people, so what you do, how you, is you either lower your food or up your work. Um, most of the time it's a combination of both, but what people don't understand is there is a basement to how low you can lower your calories. So you can't just keep lowering calories because you get under that basal metabolic rate and you're starving. Okay. So you can't go below that. And people don't understand that. So there is a, there's some, there's a magic. I like to say magic because it's, it's fun, but also because it's, it's true. There is a, a range, a magic range between what you burn and your basal metabolic rate. And that's where you see um, mm -hmm. results. 
And those are the kind of things that I use to determine where your, um, what, what, what your intake yeah. should be. Is that me? I hope that makes sense to people that are listening, yeah. but, um, you 90% of the people that I see come to me under eating. And when I give them the amount of food that they're supposed to eat, they look at me like, are you crazy? I'm like, no. Well, what's beautiful about that is that means that it's customized for every single person yeah. who comes in. So not only are you doing accountability with them, not only are you helping them identify like what foods are making them feel crappy or what, like if they're eating enough to feel fueled, but you're also using individualized science to make sure that the plan is going to get them results. Exactly. And sometimes I have to admit you guys, sometimes I have to start people pretty low because they are so drastically under eating that it takes a bit to fix their metabolism. So when, right. Exactly. I have to ramp it up slowly. And one of my best stories um, is I had a client come in after a couple weeks and she was drastically under eating. And I had, uh, I love to tell this story. And if she's listening, she'll know I'm talking about her. But um, she came in after a couple of weeks of being on the the macros that I had given her. And she's like, we got to talk. She goes, I'm starving and I'm going to kill somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I know who you're talking about. (laughs) And I was like, okay, okay. And I'm like, that makes me excited because that means your metabolism is ramping up. We're fixing your metabolism. I gave her more food. She continued to lose weight and she didn't kill her husband. So I feel like I kind of saved her marriage. Uh, And, um, and it was, but that's what it happens more often than not. When people come to me and they're like, I'm hungry. I'm like, great. That doesn't mean that means we need to add mm-hmm. food and um, believe it or not, you will lose weight by eating the right amount. And sometimes it means increasing your food. Um, we have one of our other coaches, David's the perfect example of that. I keep adding food and he keeps losing mm-hmm. weight <laughs> or, or <laughs> fat, you know, he keeps not weight. He's losing, he's losing fat and his body composition keeps changing. And he's like, I can't believe this. This is more than I've ever eaten in my entire mm-hmm. life. But that's the, that's the point. Yep. So But also with David, his work capacity has improved exponentially in a very short amount of time. Much more fuel his body's getting in his body's. I'm like, everything's getting more efficient. Um, And I have several people who feel like that. They're like, I'm, I'm hitting mm -hmm. PRs. I didn't even know I had, Um, you know, we had, Josh is another one of those. That's a good example. I mean, he was keto for a long time and now he's like, I mean, he's losing more weight than he did with keto and his body is changing. And he's like, I can do more. I'm, I'm, I'm hitting PRs. I feel great. Mm -hmm. I've got all this energy. It's because your body's finally getting the fuel that it needs and you're sleeping better. And, um, I, I'd I'd like to share when I first started really paying attention to, um, how I was eating and stuff. I have a, a thyroid condition. It's a genetic thyroid condition. I have Hashimoto's disease. It's an autoimmune disease. And I have been on thyroid medication for 12, 13 years. And when I started fueling my body correctly and eating enough and not cutting out the carbohydrates and not doing these fad diets and everything, um, my body's need for thyroid medication actually went down. Like I was getting too much and we had to lower my Mm -hmm. thyroid medication because of that. So it's things like that, like eating the right food. Um, my, my hair was 
like dry and falling out when I wasn't eating enough and my skin was bad and my sleep was horrible. And all of these things got better when I started eating right. And I, I hear clients say that all the oh, time. Oh, yes. They're, it's amazing to me when it shouldn't be. We've said before, like our bodies are these amazing things. And if you, I feel like they want to be healthy. They want to move. If you give them the right fuel and enough fuel, like there's mm-hmm. crazy things are going to happen to get yourself on like right side up in your body. Yeah. And, you know, you shouldn't be dieting your whole life, you know? Um, and that's the other thing that I do. So we may be, say you want to lose weight or lose fat or body fat percentage, you know, um, I will put you on a fat loss phase for a certain amount of time, but it's not forever. And then we, and that's where the coaching comes in because people like to say, okay, I got this. I can do this on my own. I'm like, yeah, well, what are you going to do when you, when you stop yeah. losing weight? <laughs> Cause your body right. will adjust. And then we have to change it we have to kind of add in some food and pay attention mm-hmm. to performance and, um, and then we get to a point where then we can do another cut again is what we call it or another fat loss phase where we, but we've got to add that food back in. So we have somewhere to go. If you're only eating right above your basal metabolic rate, you know, you can't cut yeah, anymore. Can't we can't go below that, that. So you have to, and yeah. And what people find, it's crazy. I'll add food and they are still seeing results. They're like, how is this working? It's because your body becomes this um, efficient, you know, fueling machine. It, it, I mean, your metabolism starts to work the way it was designed to work. Your um, work capacity goes up. So you're able to do more to help it burn more. And you become this efficient machine that your body oh, is. Definitely. So. Definitely. So Meredith, you kind of started to talk, touch on this, but uh, sustainability is key. And the beauty about coaching is that we can get you to your goal and then help you sustain. Absolutely. And that's what I'm trying to do. Like, I'm not giving people diet. I don't want you on a diet. Like I said, I want to give you a way of life. I want to give you something that you can do for the rest of your life and um, reach your goals and maybe cycle through a fat loss phase once a year or something, depending on um, what your goals are at the time or um maybe we want to gain some muscle or maybe we want to work on performance, but this is something that you should be able to do for your whole life. Not something that is just for two or three months and then you're back to the way you've always, always Mm -hmm. done things, you know, Uh, this is something. And I've, I've heard people say to me that it's, it's life changing when you realize how to eat. And when you realize that food is your fuel and not your enemy, And when you realize that you can eat the way you want and you can still live your life, because that's part of the biggest thing too, is that you, I want you to be able to go have dinner with your friends or, you know, to go to that birthday party or that family event or whatever, that holiday is not going to derail your progress. Um, I want you to be able to live life because otherwise what's the point? Well, and I think it's so valuable to have a coach um, like you to help, just like you said, keep those, instill a lifelong skill. I think people are so, it's beat into our brains to eat less, to eat less and to always be in a constant dieting phase. Um, 
because people hit those like, well, it's birthday party season or it's we have Mother's Day and then Father's Day and that's Fourth of July and we're going to the lake. So I'm just not going to like I'm going to eat whatever I want for the next two months. I'll start a diet next week or after the summer. Um, But having someone like you teach them uh, how to make it be a lifestyle and how to understand like you can make really great healthy choices and you can get the results that you want and still enjoy social events that always seem to revolve around food here in the Midwest Um, (laughs) or everywhere for that matter. Uh, But how to find that. And what I realized is this, it's everything. I mean, think about it. We've got a holiday every month and then you throw in birthdays and you throw in, you know, people are like, okay, well, once February or January hits. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, then we got Mm -hmm. Valentine's day and for me, it's birthdays and you know, there's all, and then spring break and then, you know, it's all these things, which is, so why don't we like get off that right. roller coaster and be like, let's find a way to eat and have food be part of our lives that doesn't um, revolve around all these right. holidays coming up. Right. And I think the, so. the key to me um, to stop looking at food as the enemy, just like you said, um, is to really start thinking about it as fuel and what your body needs to thrive. Like, not just survive and not just become, like, skinny or get your abs, but to really thrive as a human, mentally, physically, emotionally, you need the right fuel. And you need to look at food as that building block for you. And there is a huge correlation between undereating and yeah. depression and mental mm-hmm. issues and sleep issues and all of these things and those constant dieting. And... Um, and I think a lot of it even too, is like, if you're not enjoying life, like if you think, well, I can't eat that and I can't eat that. So, or I can't go here or I can't eat there. Or I'm just going to sit here and watch everybody, mm-hmm. you know, while I, while I, you know, sit here and sip on my soda water or whatever it is, you know, those are mentally defeating yeah. things. Those aren't, those aren't enjoying your life and your surroundings and your children, you know, are you going to. Oh my gosh, that's a whole other topic, but you know, what we do to our children. (laughs) Yeah, but that's a whole other topic because I have a whole thing about that too. But, you know, we want to be able to let our kids see us eat that carrot cake occasionally, you know, or whatever it is. So like I said, that's a whole different rabbit hole. If we go down that, we'll be on (laughs) another hour. So, all right, cool. Well, I think that is a good wrap on why uh, coaching is different than just a diet plan. Um, and then kind of like some things to consider when you're looking at a diet plan, right? Like common knowledge for lack of a better term or common practice of only eating 1200 calories or only drinking meal replacement shakes are, is not a end all be all fits every one size fits all answer. Like you need a coach to find what's going to fit you the best. And that Mm -hmm. coach is going to use a combination of science, personality, habits, lifestyle, all these different things to help craft a individualized, customized program that is for that person. Right. Um, Exactly. So, right. Let's, let's bring this back to right now, right? Like there's probably never been a time better to think about these things. Maybe it's not the right time to act on it, but it is the right time to probably do a self-assessment of what you think would work for yourself or not work for yourself. And at least inquire with a coach about 
what's going on, like, or what, yeah. or what you need to, to get on track. Um, it's, yeah, it's not agree. a great time to knee jerk react, um, and, and just jump mm-hmm. on some wagon, uh, without research though. Some of those wagons are calling. Like if you are constantly at the office or you eat in your car, you always hit up the drive through on the way home. All of those temptations and factors are out of your life right now. Like what a great time you have zero uh, influence from the outside world. Like you have full autonomy over your nutrition right now. Yeah. Or you could, it's a great time to start some new right? habits and yeah. um, learn a little bit about yourself. And maybe it might be the one time you have time to experiment to see what would work for you. Yes. Right. And what I would recommend, honestly, if someone wants to, if they're like, okay, well, what's one thing that I can do? Honestly, the one thing I would tell you to do yeah. is start tracking your food. Just start tracking your food. You might be really surprised yes. where you land as far as you're either way under, or maybe right now we're all way over, you know, maybe this is the one time that I would see people <laughs> overeating. But um, most of the time, what I find is people it's they're overeating a macro, rarely is it protein, nobody ever overeats protein, um, that you may be way over on carbs, but honestly, it's usually fat, you're way over on fat. So just my one suggestion for you, if you're looking for one thing right now that you can do, it would be to start tracking your food and then reach yeah. out to a coach. Reach out to this coach, Coach Meredith. Oh, Meredith. She's the yeah. one. Reach out to me. Yeah. Let me yeah. help you. Yeah. All right, ladies. Well, this was a great discussion. Yeah, I loved it. And I loved hearing yeah. your beautiful voices and getting the three of us here. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, I feel like we could keep going for hours is the thing. We get on the podcast, <laughs> it's going to be. Uh, they, we have How much time do you guys want to listen to us? With each podcast. I feel like we're getting more and more comfortable and we've gone a little bit longer with every single one, <laughs> except for supplements because, well, yeah, well, we didn't want to go down those rabbit holes too deep, but right, all right, right. ladies. Well, thank right. you so much for joining us. This has been the Cobra Command Collective. If you have any questions about nutrition, head over to our website, CobraCommandCrossFit.com. We have a nutrition tab. You'll be able to see all the cool things that we do there. And that is where you would be able to book an appointment directly with Meredith. Also. And right now I'm doing video ones. Yep. Everything is virtual currently. So uh, she would meet up with you virtually to get you started. Uh, Other than that, guys, make sure you like and subscribe to the uh, Cobra Command Collective. Make sure you uh, do that on whatever platform you get your podcast from. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Make sure you command your nutrition, command your fitness, command your life.